This is an MVP podcast, My Village Productions. Welcome to Sipping Tea, a show where we explore the random thoughts that pop up at the most inconvenient times. I'm your host, Andy. Hello. And I'm Mita. Smoke weed every day. Hey. So, this week, in honor of it being August, <laughs> yes. in honor of the month. Really the only rhyme and reason as to why we picked this topic. We're talking uh, Drum Corps International. Yes. And aka DCI. And if you don't know anything about it, you're welcome. And if you know everything about it, join me, nerds. Yes. Come on, band kids. <laughs> and in the studio with us today, we have a special guest, my favorite person in the world, Mr. Kyle. Hello. <laughs> Who also knows a lot about DCI. It's how uh, it's how we met. Yeah. Te- um. Yeah. Well, technically. Technically, yeah. Yeah, we did drum court. We did, we did yeah. drum court together. Te- yeah, yeah. We were seat partners his first year. We were. Yeah. It was a good time. It was a terrible time. She was horrible. Ty was the worst. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> but before that, Andy uh, has his rules and regulations. Yes. Yeah, so before we get into that. I want to play a game. I want to play a game every single time. Every time we're together, I want to play a game. It's really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's going first? And then we have two 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 questions. I, or let's answers. have let's have Kyle go first since he's our guest. So you're gonna read that one. Would you rather be covered in fur or covered in scales? Hmm. Fur or scales? For me, fur. All day, every day. I would never be cold. I'd probably be hot, which is, I can deal with it. You can go take a nice swim in a pool or in like a stream. With the fur? Yeah. Animals with scales swim too. I know. (laughs) Okay. But fur is also more pretty. True. So you're going with fur. Yeah. I'm going with scales. Mm -hmm. Because firstly, if I have scales, uh... It means I'm cold-blooded, so when it's okay. cold outside, I'm comfortable. Okay. <laughs> that doesn't happen, right? Yeah. And then also, too, it means that you spend the entire start of your day laying in the sun trying to warm up. So you just start your day sunbathing, okay. right? Two, three, people are usually scared with things with scales, <laughs> so they're keeping Leave their distance, right? But things that are soft and furry, I think a chinchillas. True. You're going to get murked. Oh, people are going to kill me for my fur. For your fur, depending on the Mm -hmm. animal you pick. And even then, it might not be for fur. It might not be for coats and stuff. People kill mink for, like, eyelashes. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Animals get murdered a lot for their fur. Mm. Nobody's, I mean, you'll skin something for, like, a snakeskin boot. I was going to say, I'm like, well, we'll, they'll kill you for the boots. Alligator. Yeah, alligator Mm -hmm. skin. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) But not me. I'd be violent, whatever scaly animal. (laughs) But then also, technically, can't fish have scales? Yeah. yeah. So I could be like a a tuna. Could be a tuna. Tunas are fucking huge. They're huge and they're vicious. But I they're never delicious too. I honestly, <laughs> until about two weeks ago, never fully comprehended how big a tuna is yeah. until I I saw a video on Facebook of them like butchering one. They're big, and I was like, that'll feed like two hundred people. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's good eating. So good. <laughs> right. Guy gets it. So, yeah, I think I'd pick scales, but All you right. go ahead with your fur life. You, you <laughs> <laughs> All right. You go first, other DCI friend. All right. I've got this question for use twos. Okay. Would you rather be in jail for a year or lose a year off of your life? Ooh. So, like, you lose a year in jail or you just lose a year in your lifeline? You know, I'm, I'm always for the jail. The jail. <laughs> because. <laughs> yeah. I already know. 
<laughs> you learn things. <laughs> you learn how to make things. That's true. You learn people. You learn street smart. Right. You can learn things. You lose a year. That's just that's a year lost. That's You're not just, gaining anything out of it. No. Yeah. But you learn something in jail. You you learn not to do it again. Whatever you did. So that's true. Jail. That's true. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I would lose a year of my life. Really? Yeah. I'm not. I'm not built for jail. <laughs> See, this is this is why Kai and I are friends because he's absolutely right. Yeah. You go to jail. You can pick. You can choose your own adventure, right? Not correct. You can go to school for free. You can choose. Your sure own can. You can go to school choose for free. Your choose your own adventure. adventure. You can also shank people. You can take lives. Yep. You can learn how to make weapons. But if you yep. shank people, then you're in jail for longer. Right. Learning school for free. You can become a lawyer. Mm -hmm. People pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to get a JD. You go to jail, get you a little jailhouse juris doctorate, knock it out. You can meditate. You can, uh, you, you, Kai was right. You get to know people's personalities. Mm -hmm. You know how to read people, mm -hmm. whether it be the, mm -hmm. the, the CO and the staff or the other prisoners there. You got a guy who's talking to himself. You're learning something from his voices. Mm -hmm. There's always something to learn. But you're short in life. You're just short in life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nah, man, I'd go And to then jail. you can join the mafia, like, in jail. You and then when you to. come out, okay. yeah. you know people. Truly, on the outside. So yeah. then when Connections. you say, I know people, you okay. really well, know people. All I'm saying is, in the words of Cookie Lion, <laughs> the Cookie. streets weren't made for everybody. That's why they made sidewalks. And That's true. I That's true. am a sidewalk person. <laughs> this is... <laughs> you're wrong is what we're saying <laughs> that's funny oh, cookie will teach you a nice there's life always lesson. a lesson but you know how cookie learned them things Jam. being in the street come on now come on she got the knowledge jail right true she was in jail for a long time she learned a lot was it 17 years she was in jail or she served she did her time she served her community you know what i'm saying there's a lot to learn not saying it's pleasant or good at all yeah also we have a really bad problem right now in america where a lot of our jails are not air conditioned and people oh. are literally dying from the Ooh. heat waves in the pacific not northwest and stuff only imagine. Um, and it's been a thing that they intentionally do down south in like arizona and texas so if we're going to have this like lightweight conversation just remember that we do need prison reform your question Yes. Mm. <laughs> All for it. Oh my gosh. Okay. Would you rather have a golden voice or a silver tongue? Mm. So a golden voice is pretty self-explanatory. Silver silver tongue, it's like where you you're nasty to people. You can like a sharp tongue. Yeah. Your words cut people. Swing. Is that shank. a knife? No, not shank. Oh, no, not shank. <laughs> oh, would that be the silver tongue? Yeah, like, yeah, a, yeah. like a tongue shanking? Like a tongue shanking. Like a. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, you can yeah. verbally eviscerate people. Correct. So you're going for the silver tongue? No, I think I'm going with a golden voice. <laughs> okay. Because I don't know how to sing. So, <laughs> <laughs> golden voice would be nice. And I can uh, vouch for that because we met as music majors in college. And when you're a music major, you have to take oral skills, which is, which is ear training, like yeah. the ability. Somebody plays a note on the piano and you sing the note. Yeah. And then you learn how to sing scale. Singing is actually a very important part of musicianship. Yeah, yeah. And Kai ain't got it. Nope. Incredible piano player. Yeah. Kai is an incredible musician. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. emotive, emotional. One of the greatest like musicians I've ever actually watched play. But motherfucker can't sing. No, not singing. <laughs> Don't close your ears. Close your ears. Close your ears. We stood right next to each other in oral skills, and I was like, "No, Kai, up here, <laughs> like up, come up here." Uh, See, I'm pretty good at that. Like, if they, if you start playing a song, like right. I can, I can get. You can hear it. Yeah, can, I can get yeah. damn near real close to that note that right. you're trying to you hear. Got a little ear, and there. I didn't have no training, no. so. 
it was a struggle mm-hmm. for some and, and easier for others. Yeah. It's something you can mm-hmm. you learn. Everything mm-hmm. is a muscle. Mm-hmm. Didn't learn that in prison. <laughs> <laughs> you can though. They, you have can. they have choirs. They have choirs. They have choirs. Uh what is her name? That. Jody Arias. Yeah. Okay. Joined the choir in her prison. I didn't know. Yeah. Prison choir. If you ever watch Jody Ari- Arias's um interview after she got arrested, mm-hmm. she starts singing Dido songs. It's very it's very weird. I mean, it's, one of my totally favorite Dido songs. I don't as soon as, you, as soon as you said that I was like in the arms of an angel. <laughs> yeah. Not even Dido. Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. White dogs. flag is Dido, right? Uh is that the name of the song? Here's the thing, I'm bad at titles. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. she sings the um I can't breathe unless you're resting here with me I that song yeah, 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 yeah. that's what she starts singing okay. to herself like after she viciously See, how do you man. hold a tune like that like, what <laughs> but here's the what? thing you're still an incredible musician yeah, he just couldn't I could tune not, a timpani no absolutely <laughs> not a timpano couldn't tune a timpano no no uh if i had to pick i would go with the silver tongue too yeah okay. i mean a golden voice is great i mean mariah carey jay yeah. jay hud a little gaga i'm here for it throw a little drop of beyonce i love it yeah but like i'd rather I'd rather know words, yeah, like big words, than I could lash you down. Lash you down. Yeah. All right. All right. (laughs) Awesome. Well, those were our questions. Let's talk about DCI. Yes. Let's Um, get into it. So before we start, like, just having throwback convos, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, DCI started in 1971. I think it's... Is 50 years this year? What's it, math? Uh, so 50 years is technically this year, but they're celebrating next year, I believe. Right, because of the the pandemic. pandemic. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's okay. in exhibition this year. Oh, that's right. No scores. No. So Drum Corps is, for those of you who have no idea what we're talking about, Drum Corps International, DCI. It's an organization, uh, <laughs> band kids going full band kid. I yeah. mean, it's marching band on steroids. It's marching band athletics it's 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 marching band just to another level yeah um kids usually in high school college you audition if you're lucky and you get in um you march and then your life is forever changed yeah yeah that's your overview of what dci (laughs) so how many years are you allowed to march total oh yeah okay so back in my day i don't know if it's changed but i believe the youngest you can march is 15 right oh wow so you can start when you're like a teenager oh yeah there were kids that we marched with that were literally they they auditioned at 14 marched at 15 and they're still to this day incredible tuba players wow Um, okay i always thought it was like a college thing i never knew it was like i think most of the people who are in are college age yeah Mm. because most people audition around your junior senior year of high school if you live someplace that has a drum corps yeah. nearby, mm-hmm. um, or that Which you can easily get to, was is Blue Knights here in Colorado? Yeah, so in Colorado we have Blue Knights Drum and Bugle Corps, which Blue Knights started as a um, what's the word Boy Scout Boy troop Scout. Mm-hmm. in 1958. Okay, so they're much older than they're way, way more established than DCI is. Okay. but it started off as a Boy Scout troop and just kind of morphed into they would do parades, you know, get your drums out and you have your bugle and you yeah. play the parades and stuff, and then it morphed into a drum corps. And now it's an entire, um, basically, uh, musician and arts uh, organization that does color guard and they do woodwinds and brass and all kinds of fun stuff. Cool. Um, so yeah, so I believe you age out. You can't march at the age of twenty two. Correct. So you can pretty much march through your 21st year and then you age out, which makes sense. Back in the so, day, that's when you used to graduate college. But. If you turned 22, <laughs> like the week before, like a competition, you weren't allowed to march for the competition. No, you could. You could. What was it, the cutoff? It, they called it the bonus year. Right. So if you were born sometime between June, I think it was something like June 1st to July 3rd. 
some and weird think, thing. Yeah, yeah, it was in the middle of the summer, and your birthday fell over the summer. You got a bonus year, right? Where you could turn okay. twenty two, correct? And then finals was was always in August. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in in that bonus year, you would turn twenty two on July thirteenth or whatever. Yeah. And then you would be twenty two, but you would finish your season. That okay. would be yeah. yeah so those like, kids that would suck. Out. Like you yeah. still did all the training for like the entire year, and then right. they're like, "So sorry, you won't be marching with right. us anymore." Right. Thank you. So so yeah, fifteen to twenty two is pretty much okay. the age range, which I also think makes sense because you spend your time you live on a bus with hundreds of other people mm-hmm. hundreds of other kids there's some smells um you sleep on gym floors whether it be yeah. on sleeping mats or just a pack of blankets or i had an air bed i was a fancy bitch uh, so fancy. she's not sleeping on a gym floor no but that's the last time i remember being able to sleep on a floor <laughs> okay Too you know and then now you do it and you're like how did i do how did it? i do this what? my back hurts yeah. yeah so it's i feel like there's a lot of things that part of the reason you age out of drum corps at that age is because like you literally get too old to physically do those things yeah and because it is a sport that espn does like will do filmography for and Mm -hmm. they've done scientific studies on the kids you know out there marching and how much air they're taking in your lung capacity how you play these notes and march and stuff it's very physical um i don't think it's something you can do as a like an older adult i mean you could but you'd have to be like the rock yeah i'm not working out that much no and people would do it forever if they could like there are some fans out there that mm-hmm. would just do it if they could but usually those but people turn like, into teachers yeah but then mm. you're like how do you really take off three months out of the year i mean right. it's a commitment if you had a real full-time job like now we do <laughs> i take three months off in my job to go march dci would i want to absolutely not i either. physically wouldn't be able no, to do it physically yeah. no i yeah. can't do it if you had kept training though you would I yeah. feel like you'd still be able to well and it also works out because like dci is your 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 classic high school marching band nerds mm-hmm. your music your band mm-hmm. kid nerds right you're you're doing theater in the fall um if you're lucky maybe you have winter guard or indoor percussion ensemble and then summertime it's all marching band you know football games you got the basketball games you got jazz club right these are the kids that audition for drum corps because you want to do it to the next level which is like i go to camp one weekend a month for three and a half days or two and a half days straight where Mm -hmm. i'm sleeping on the floor doing nothing but playing music running and practicing all day for three days straight and i do that every month starting Mm -hmm. in when do we audition october november Mm, november starting in the winter you do that every month until may pretty much Mm. memorial memorial day and then it's full time every single day until august there is no escape it's just music practice rehearsal music practice maybe if you're lucky (laughs) sleep get freaky deaky with some of the people that you're getting freaky deaky with you know what i'm saying because band kids going band kid and you're putting all of the the elite i mean it's it's honestly this is the way i think about it it's the Olympics of band kids. It really is. So when you think about the Olympics and the <laughs> Olympic Village, and they're like, they be fucking. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Usually they ask them not to this year, and they're like, no. No. <laughs> they put them on cardboard beds, and those Olympians were like, we can fuck on the floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're very yeah. elite. I could just pick them up. I am very strong. Like, I'm a swimmer. She's a gymnast. We got it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we're, we're, we're lined up with muscles. We're good. Um, Wild. Yeah. Um, yeah, ask your. This is your AMA for DCI, because like, yeah. there's stories. There's it's yeah. it's it's fun, but whatever questions, it, it is a it's a weird thing. So I guess one of my questions would be: obviously, you weren't. When did you start? Because like, you were in Hawaii when you were 15. Mm-hmm. So were you in the marching band in Hawaii? Yeah. So I was. Oh yeah, in, give us your how you got into drum corps um, life. So wow, oh, man. Um, <laughs> well, I started playing piano. I did start playing piano <laughs> when I was ten. Okay. Um, and then ended up in band in middle school playing the trombone. Um, okay. 
because I wanted to try something new. And then I saw the percussion instruments and I said, huh, I think it's time for a change. So I got to high school and I said I want to do percussion. So they switched me from trombone to percussion. Um, I picked up a mallet and it was love at first sight. Game over. Um, the piano is exactly a replica. I mean, the layout is yeah. of um, a marimba, a xylophone, all of your instruments and percussion. Um, your mallet instruments. And so I rocked it. Um, <laughs> fucking rocked it. Somebody, I fucking rocked it. Um, actually, we had a mentor from Texas A&M who was in Hawaii um, that mentored our marching band. And he basically told me about drum corps. And our band director uh, was all about it. So <laughs> we watched videos, and he was a fan of Santa Clara Vanguard at the time. And so all of our shows were mocked after um, Santa Clara. Right. Um, the push at the end, we had the push at the end in our show um, at Milani High School. And so growing up, I ended up being drum major. No, drop, not, sorry, not drum major. Um, section leader. Section leader. Yeah. For okay. the pit. And then I became drumline captain my senior year. Um, and then got into college and went into music and then met That's my me. freshman year <laughs> and didn't realize that Blue Knights was in Colorado. So, um, really, you didn't know they were no. in Denver? Oh, okay. I only kind of researched Santa Clara Vanguard to the big ones, the big ones, yeah, so yeah. Phantom Regiment and Ooh, Phantom, Blue Devils. Devils. um, all, all the big ones, the Scouts, um, Madison, yeah. and the, I, I was, the hats, uh, the hats, true, um, no, all Cavaliers. Men. The cabbies. Cabbies, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think the only two are Madison and Cabbies still, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And so I always thought, you know, it's on the East Coast, it's on the West Coast, I'll never have the opportunity to do it. And sh we were sitting down at um, dinner, I think, freshman year, and it was like our first week meeting. Yeah, yeah. And she goes, oh, yeah, I was doing DCI, and I just hit the floor. I was like, <laughs> excuse me? You did what? Yeah. She's like, I was part of Blue Knights. I said, you were part of who? <laughs> and she goes... Yeah, I just did it. I mean, it was the first year, and it, it was pretty cool. And, yeah, I marched, and we placed in the top ten. And I go, you what? <laughs> I know I'm sitting across to somebody that marched DCI right now, and I just, what? Yeah. <laughs> and she goes, yeah, why don't you join next summer? I said, yeah, come audition. Oh, I am not. I am not good enough. Like, no way. Keep like, in mind, this is our freshman year of college, yeah. where we're both percussion music, music. majors, mm -hmm. music education majors in the percussion studio. Like, you have to audition. Yeah. We beat out hundreds of kids who so, applied at the same school. The idea that you're saying you're not good enough right. is just, insanity. But this is this is the this is the hierarchy of drum corps for the band kids. Correct. When you're in high mm -hmm. school and you're watching a cavi show. Oh. I mean, and you're just you're. Yeah. I mean, it's it's it's. If you have never seen a drum corps show, yeah, just like go to DCI.org. You know, look at the cores. You can watch any old YouTube clip. It is it is your your high school marching show, but it's like professional on right. steroids. It is. People mm -hmm. usually think yeah. that we get paid to do drum corps. Correct. Gag yeah. is you're paying for it, yeah. right? But you do audition, so they do take the best that they can get. Mm -hmm. Da da da. Um, so when you're a band kid, when you're eight, when Kai's a little younger, yeah, he's a winner, baby. Yeah, I was I was seventeen. Um, so he's seventeen at the time. I was I was eighteen. And so I had just finished my freshman, my rookie year of Blue Knights. Mm -hmm. And so coming out of high school in, in Hawaii, and then I'm just like, yeah, I, I just finished a whole summer. I just I just got off tour. Like now I'm practicing here at Marching Band here. And I, you know, I played the rack and da, da, da. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's just like when you're in high, essentially you're coming from high school. Yeah. You're like, what? You're, That's yeah. crazy. So you started when you were 17. 
technically I started when I was 16. Okay. Uh, for drum corps. Okay. So my little music background was uh, my dad's a musician out in LA. He's also he's also a radio man. He has his own radio show in, in Los Angeles as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a bass player. He plays everything by ear. I mean, he is classically trained, but he's got an ear. So I got whatever little tiny skills that yeah. I got from him. I taught myself how to play piano in elementary school. Uh, my mom yeah. got me some piano books. I learned all my major and minor scales and then learned all my blues scales. Uh, by myself, because I thought in order to get in high school marching band, you had to know how to play piano, mm-hmm. which is not true. <laughs> the whole point of band is that they teach you how to play an instrument. Yeah. I thought I had to be prepared. So I was mm-hmm. like, I got practice. Um, so then in, in middle school, I played clarinet. Okay. I played clarinet because I wanted to play saxophone. I wanted to be like Kenny G, mm. <laughs> to be completely honest. And they couldn't, they, did, they ran out of saxophones, public school. So they were like, yeah, play clarinet. It's basically the same fingerings. You learn clarinet, you'll be able to pick up a saxophone. It'll be easy. Mm-hmm. My by my seventh grade, I was section leader for the clarinets, um, the clarinet section. And I was in like the top band or whatever for my middle school. And then eighth grade, my middle school teacher said, uh, we're going to start a percussion after school, like a learn how to play the drums thing yeah. to get people technique. I was the only girl who showed up. Little, little fat, little black girl was like, I want to pick up some sticks. And my teacher pulled me aside and said that girls don't play drums. Ew. Which is not true, because at this time, we already had Prince. We already had Tina yeah. Marie. We already had all of these female, like, drummers out here just dominating, going yeah. on tour, right? So I was like, that's not true. And then my personality is when you tell me I can't do something, not only do I do it, but I, I do the, yeah, I have to yeah. do the best that I can. Yeah. So then um, freshman year, marching band in high school, played clarinet. Um, one of my neighbors ended up being the section leader for the front ensemble in okay. high school. And he saw me walking to band practice every day. And he was like, I live around the corner. I'll just pick you up. We'll go to band practice. So then I ended up becoming close friends with everybody in the drum line, the pit section, mm-hmm. all of these things. And I became section leader by the time I was a sophomore in nice. high school. Because they all graduated. That's the only reason that happened. <laughs> they were all incredible musicians. They all actually went off on to school. They went off to college to be music educators and and they marched in drum corps. And so I went with them. I did indoor ensemble for Blue Nights for two years. And then I did uh after my senior year of high school that was my first year my rookie year of drum corps international it was terrible we didn't get a laundry day (laughs) um it was we were it was one of the worst years of drum corps i've ever had in my life i was not going to come back my sophomore year okay i said oh no fuck this i was like this was the worst experience of my life my rookie (laughs) year in drum corps was bad like okay physical like wanted to get in physical fights we never got any breaks we barely got any food it was like nacho cheese sauce and spaghetti it was a rough year for everybody yeah and then we finally got new staff the sophomore year and they were like or the second year they were like come back come audition a drag kai mm-hmm. um or no that year you didn't march i didn't march that year so i i did end up um trying out for timpani um, yeah and that didn't work out. I was like, no, because all the 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 keyboard selections were already pretty much made. I mean, and those was, were the people who had already marched like three years. Yeah, yeah. So I couldn't I couldn't beat them out. There's no way. Um, and they were dang good. Like you had you would have had been like a genius. Oh, yeah. They were the they were the, they were the section leaders at our college. Yeah, they were the seniors uh, yeah, at, no in way. the music program. They and were they also were like, the leads yeah. in drum corps as and well. They were about so to age out. Yeah, so it was like there was no way that I got a keyboard spot. Yeah, so I went for the timpani role. Didn't get it. Um, was pretty bummed, and I was like, "See, I can't get into drum corps." Which, of course, it's and like the the one instrument exactly. he never really played. No. Uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> And I was never good at. <laughs> he never did it. 
tried out on something he didn't really play no. and then was bummed that he yeah. didn't make it. And I was like, but that's not how this works. <laughs> You're a keyboard player. I am. Yeah. We just got to keep practicing keyboard yeah. and you come back. And so they uh, they said, come back next year. They actually called me that summer because a keyboard position had opened up right before the, the tour went on. That's right. Um, but I ended up going home to Hawaii because I had an internship uh, that year That's um, right. with a cable company back in Hawaii. And so I was like, ah, my summer's already set, but I'll try out next year and I'll definitely come back. Um, so I did. Um, yeah, my, so then my junior, my third junior year of drum corps. Yeah, junior year of college. Junior year of college. Was that? That was junior year. Yeah, huh? it was because we had a five. We were on we five-year yeah, program. Yeah. So this was our third year. Third year of college. Yeah, third but you year have of your college. Junior, senior, super senior yeah, is yeah. the order. Okay. Of yeah. So then I tried out and I actually made it. Um, and I was actually uh, <laughs> when I tell you he's like an incredible piano player. He yeah. just took that, moved it into four mallets, and then played the largest fucking keyboard on the field. He had the five octave marimba, so he had the bass of yeah. the marimba. Anybody knows anything about music? You know that that's like the bigger keyboard. Yeah. And this motherfucker Rufio over here. <laughs> they called me Rufio. He had the Rufio haircut. Just dominated everything that he ever played. Right. Incredible musician. Yeah. Hey. But he was like all nervous to audition. Oh, I can't play the keyboard. Whatever. (laughs) Lies. But I did audition and I made it. Yeah. And then it was history from there. Yeah. Kamisha was my seat partner in the first year. It was pretty rough because I was like, you actually, what am I doing? Sleeping on a floor? What's going on? Where am I? Yeah, we got a 17 hour drive through Texas. So you better get comfortable. (laughs) Yeah. Is that how is that where you learned that you can sleep anywhere? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. 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 You learned how to sleep anywhere. Like sitting up, standing up. Yeah. Laying I mean, down in the aisle. Yep. Yeah, so there were the there were mm-hmm. some people, seat partners would have alignments on a bus. You're on like a bus. You're like, like mm-hmm. on a if you're lucky, it's like an old greyhound. Yeah. Um, and you have two people to each each section or whatever. You and your seat partner have whatever little setup. This is where we're going to keep our snacks. This is where we're going to keep our drinks. This is where we're going to keep our cigarettes. And you have your little section. And then I remember my second year, my seat partner was Ryan. He liked sleeping on the floor. So he would sleep on the floor, but his head would be at the window. And he was like six foot three. So his body would go across the aisle. Okay. And then the two other people on the other side, one of those guys would sleep down the aisle. So his feet would be at like Ryan's hip. Yeah. Ryan's sitting like a T across the thing. And then me and the other seat partner, we had to sleep leaned against the window. It's like, you figure it out. Yeah. Because you're living on a bus for almost three months. Yeah. Yeah. You figure it out. You figure it out. So you, you learn, you learn how to get comfortable where you gots to get comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. It's Something. fun. It's fun. It's, it's in hindsight <laughs> at the time it's crazy, but it is very fun. Yeah. What is what would you say is your worst memory of DCI? Man, <sighs> the freaking heat. Ah! <laughs> okay, what was the, the worst? Heat. What was the worst heat you remember? Because I have top three. Yeah. Um, for me, it was Texas. Texas oh, yeah. was the butthole. I don't know ah! where we were. It was like. In the middle, I can remember, like there was a there was a sign outside the high school that was a digital reader, and it had the digital reader of the temperature outside. Yeah. And in the morning, we woke up and it was ninety two degrees, and everybody was like, "Okay, we can do this." Ninety two. Ninety two was a cool day. That's a cool sunny day. (laughs) It hit lunch and it was one hundred and twenty one degrees. It was registering one hundred twenty one degrees. And I said, "You've got to be kidding me! (laughs) This isn't legal. This is." Is this? Are we gonna die? I could, I could see Kyle like in the gym. He's like, I'm not going out there, bruh. It was bruh, and we all like looked at each other. We're like, do we have to do this? And we're like, I guess so. 
and it's like group mindset thinking. So if it's one thing. person, yeah, if one person goes outside, then everybody follows. So apparently, one of the people went outside, and we all followed. And I'm like, oh my god. You got your leader, you got your it drum was. major. You got to have that leader who's like, you know what? Slather yeah. on your SPF, kids. <laughs> We're going so outside. I was very body conscious. Um, yes. And I always Same. wore a white t-shirt. Always wore a white t-shirt. Yeah, before drum corps, you go and buy like a like like three, five oh, yeah. packs of, of like the Hanes A-shirts. Yeah. Yeah. I got, the, you, I got the tank tops. Yeah. yeah. And you just get the white shirt, plain white t-shirts. Like it's nothing. You can throw it away after tour. That was the one day I took off my shirt and said, F this. That's when you it made was, the turban. I did make the turban. That's on the first head. time I it saw was, Kyle's nipples. Yes. It was. It was an important <laughs> day for all of us. It was. I think that was the first time I rolled my shorts up and like just let my sure thigh did. meat get snacky. Because sure I was like, did. it's hot. <laughs> he had his nipples out. I have my thighs out. It was hot. It was a hot day. Wasn't Texas the place that. Uh, had really bad cockroaches. Mm. Uh, 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 crickets. Not, uh, crickets and beetles. Crickets. <laughs> Midland, Texas, I Midland. love you. Midland. You gotta go. You. you gotta do something about crickets. You got a red ant fire. You got a fire ant problem. You got a cricket <laughs> problem. Cricket problem. <laughs> because there was so many <sighs> dead crickets. So one thing you learn about American educational infrastructure when you're in DCI is you stay at a lot of high schools. Mm-hmm. High schools have band programs. A lot of those high schools are those um, uh, public school systems. They, they do a little bit of funding to have like little shows at their, oh, we're going to host the show at the football field at whatever mm-hmm. high school. So then all of, if, if you have got 15 drum corps coming in, you've got 15 local high schools, middle schools that are housing these drum corps. Yeah. So it's dead summer. We're using your showers that have been turned off since school ended in May. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. the, the custodial got to come in and turn on the water, and sometimes they were not happy about it. <laughs> um, you're sleep. We're sleeping on your gym floors. You yeah. know, like the part where the seat. You know, where the seats come out of the wall and stuff. When they, yeah, at one point in the summer, it's full of hundreds of 18, Sweet 19 year old kids just, just filled sleeping on the floor. So Texas was terrible because you could see how the crickets could come into the school. Crickets and beetles. They would die. And then custodians, they couldn't, like, clean them, so they just swept all the bodies into the corners. Mm -hmm. Like, you would sweep all the dead bugs into the corners. So there would be entire corners where, I mean, hundreds, like, thousands, hundreds of dead critters. Like, when you get to these schools at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning, and you have what's called floor time. So you have bus sleep time, and then you have floor time. Which is when you get to sleep horizontal. Yeah. It's nice. So (laughs) when you sleep horizontal, and the heat is, like, really hot in Texas, they give you extra floor time so you get off the bus at three o'clock in the morning and you hear like this pitter patter and you're like ah okay whatever like i'm sitting on my bed i'm going to sleep because i'm so freaking tired then you get up at nine o'clock in the morning Mm -hmm. and there are crickets on you and everywhere they're hopping on like you realize what that sound was at three o'clock it was the sound of like crickets and beetles like crawling up on your shoulder getting into your hair people woke up with roaches on their face you'd hear screaming because they're just like like, yeah (laughs) which and roaches don't like screaming no Oh, and then you like turn on the light and they scatter, yeah. and all the kids are like, ah! Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, for heat though, going back to the question, yeah, yeah, yeah. my favorite, one of my top three heat memories, we were in <laughs> Pennsylvania. I'm gonna okay. say the city was <laughs> Pennsylvania, and um, <laughs> we were. It was the place where we were at the football field was outside. It was a real grass field, beautiful grass, nice lush green. They got a lot of water up there. Yeah. I, I'm a big fan of nice grass. Arkansas, you got some nice grass. Yeah, I'll give Arkansas you that. It's got some soft grass. I don't know what it is. I think it's that southern grass. Mm-hmm. It's weird, the things that you remember in drum corps. But we were in uh, Pennsylvania. You know, it was a regular kind of day. I think it was a full rehearsal mm-hmm. day. We didn't have a show. So we were staying at the school overnight, which is kind of nice. You get to unpack for more than 12 hours. Yeah. 
Um, so we had rehearsal. The morning was pretty cool. And then I think the afternoon heat kind of came in and the sun was just beaming. I mean, I'm, I mean, all the black kids in drum corps are putting on SPF 80. Like everybody's, yeah. everybody's slathered. Like you learn the lessons and, uh, we're dying. Everybody's dying. We're just running. We're just <laughs> doing runs. We're playing songs. We're doing sections, you know, three minute segment of the show. Just rerun it, rerun it, clean it, clean it. And we're all like, it's hot. Like, I know we don't want to complain. We've been places. I've been to Kansas. I've been to Texas. I've been to Louisiana. Yeah. I've been to fucking Mississippi in this fucking time. I'm in Florida in the fucking summer. I've, seen, I've heard some shit. Louisiana you know? has got to be terrible, too. Oh, I went to my first memory of DCI was actually Louisiana just after Katrina. It was late. Oh, it was, yeah. yeah. And I, there, was a, there was a roach there the size of my hand. Um, Pennsylvania, the fire marshal comes up. <laughs> comes coming up the hill and the chorus just rehearsing we're just like nah, 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 nah. i'm just playing my notes and then he comes up and i hear him talking to the staff <laughs> and the staff is like no we're doing something and then the fire marshal stops the core and he's like it's 127 degrees out here you can't be outside you have to go inside and we were like yeah yeah, yeah it right. is. <laughs> We've and been telling them. We're like they don't dying, care. You know, we keep getting extra water breaks, quote unquote, but like that's not enough. The fire marshal kicked us out. That's, that's how hot funny. it was. That was a good one. Um, yeah, drum corps. We'll have to, I mean, if anybody's interested, we can have a whole fucking yeah. story times about drum corps. Story but I loved it. So, last question. All right. Let's not end on the negative. What's your favorite best memory oh, of DCI? Oh God! Okay, I have I have one of mine. I I mean it's all it's not all good, but yeah, it's majority good. I think that's anything in life, right? right? You're going to have mm-hmm. good moments and you're going to have bad moments, and it's just how you interpret that and how you learn from those lessons that you right. that you've taken in. Right. So what? Uh, do you got one, or do you want me to? You want to think on it? You want me to go first? Yeah, me to go first. Okay. Okay. So my favorite one was actually my 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 second year my my second year of drum corps. Um, so Kai wasn't there. I'm sorry. And uh, my best friend, the person who used to give me rides in high school, he was the section leader for the front ensemble that I was yeah. in. He played the center marimba. So he was marimba one and marimba two. Um, okay. And we were at a show. It was towards the end of the season. It was like early August. So we were coming. We we're a couple weeks out from finals. We're at a show. We're going to get critiqued. It's like a full full show. Mm-hmm. In the in the in in this particular show that we had, we opened the second song or the third song. I'm sorry, opens with the two marimbas doing split runs between the two of them. Okay, and so it starts on like a, let's say it starts on a C or whatever. Like he hits a C major chord, and then marimba two would hit a chord, and then all of a sudden it goes into sixteenth note splits that slowly speed up in tempo. Very complicated, hard to explain. Yeah, <laughs> marimba one in the in the show. We're in the show. Hits the wrong note. Oh, no. Oh, no. Hit, like, and it's strong and wrong. Because at this point, the chorus died down. We wait for the clapping. The, all you can hear is the flapping of the color guard's flags. And then you come in with this note on a marimba. Okay. He hits, like, a half note flat. So it comes in, it's oh, like, no. instead of, like, boom, it comes in, like, kang, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All of us look at him immediately. <laughs> of course. Of course. Marimba 2, this is musicianship. Marimba 2 looks at Marimba 1, looks at where his hit, mallet hit, Boom, corrects the chord. So he hits the second wrong note, fixing the chord so Marimba 1 doesn't sound wrong. Okay. On the spot, manipulate the scale, 
changed the notes and perfectly played it. I was wow. like, this is musicianship that I will, I still to this day have never gotten to. That's awesome. Where you hear the wrong note, you correct it, and then both of you know exactly what scale you've now half-stepped it down You're to. You're in sync. Boom, yep. And then everybody just picked up, eventually corrected the chords at the end. I came in with like a ringing note on the vibes, and then the show just kept fucking going. When I tell you we got back to the bus, we were like, oh shit, oh shit, we got the best motherfuckers. Like, we lost our mind. We were like, you ain't got musicians. Like, we got musicians, motherfucker. Like, it was crazy. That's funny. It was so, we were hyped. Like, it was band kids lost their fucking mind and even even when the so the when the pit leaves in a different section the color guard and everybody on the field leaves to a different part of the field yeah when the whole core came back to the bus it was i mean they were superstars they were like we heard it and we were like oh shit what are we gonna do like do we keep playing the same notes and they were like you guys are amazing we were like yeah they're amazing. It wasn't me. They're fucking they're amazing. <laughs> I mean, that was a moment I don't think I'll ever forget. Because, like, the the crowd doesn't know yeah. that you've hit the wrong notes unless they've seen the show before. But for those of us who knew, there's a moment where your heart stops. Mm -hmm. And I felt really bad for Marimba 1. I was like, bruh, mm. this is going to be infamy. But then when Marimba 2 was like, got it, I was like, oh, shit! I couldn't even That's contain awesome. the, the fucking <laughs> happiness. That, that was crazy, man. Oh, I love it. Um, what about I, you? You know, there there's a lot of good moments. There, so I think the the one that stood out it has to do with the judges. The judges are hilarious. Yeah, man. And <laughs> there was one in particular. I don't remember if it was Prosperi or if it was Pipitone. Um, DJ Pipitone was one of the judges that was on the field all the time, and he would constantly either get run over or like. Yeah. He'd be in somebody's way. And at the time, like when we were marching, the judges were allowed on the field and they mm -hmm. had green shirts and they would, so they would blend in with the tar turf and, you know, they would come up to you and they would stand right next to you. Well, there was one show that they're usually tipped off by our staff, like of who to watch when. So I guess we had the, it was our second it was my second year and the pit had a whole solo. Mm -hmm. um, it was a piano concerto that we were playing and Bartok, right? It was Bartok. Yep. And the marimbas had the hardest. I mean, runs to uh, the octaves were like crazy. Yes. We got the music and I said, "Who was on crack when they wrote this?" Come to find out, he was actually. He had a cold when he wrote a lot of the music. Correct. And so he had been like sipping on some scissor. Yeah. And he had written some shit. But we were like, that note <laughs> that, doesn't even exist it doesn't on this even keyboard. Exist. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. It's off the keyboard. And then he had me, my left hand was like in an octave and a half spread, which means I had four mallets in my hand and there was probably say eight, nine, ten notes in between my left mallet and my right mallet. Now so remember, if you, if you look at a piano, yeah. The lower notes on a marimba. Are physically bigger. Correct. Like the width of the key goes, like at the top of the key, at the marimba, the key might be an inch wide. In a five octave, the very lowest mm -hmm. note might be three and a half, four inches yeah. wide. So he had me these chords where I had four notes and the, the octaves were spread so wide that my hands like physically couldn't do it. Right. And when we first got the music, I was like, there's no way. I have Asian hands, my hands are small, I have piano hands, like there's no way. Um, but I'm going to try it anyway. Right. You got to try. Yeah. So we tried it over the summer. It was, it was a challenge and Marimba three and four had the same parts and the guy in three couldn't get it. He's like, there's no way. And he had massive hands now. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. So I finally got it. 
and we're in the parking lot one day and our tech was like okay everybody play their parts individually and if you can't play it it's getting cut it was like the, there's a part in the season where if you can't get it we've been practicing we so much we gotta cut it i don't want you to stress out about it we just yeah. gotta cut it from the show and yeah. it's nothing against you personally no. but it's just like gotta clean it up correct yeah you gotta clean it up we're, we're trying to get points yeah, yeah exactly yeah. so it ended up i knew how to play it and i got it well that evening the judge came by me and these judges are like they are hawks and they watch you closely because they're critiquing your full technique yeah. it's yeah. not just the music you make yeah, it's correct. the way you hold the mallets mm -hmm. how you use the pedal mm -hmm. how you do your rolls yeah. on your cymbals where are you hitting the wind chimes are yeah. you starting in the middle are you going up like where's your musicality are you warming up the gong yeah. before you hit i mean it's yeah. very yeah if you're not a musician you might not understand but it's very it's very specific yeah. critiques so he comes at the end of the line which i'm at the end of the line because i'm around before and he gets down right at my keyboard and is like looking and I see him out of the corner of my eye, and I'm doing my thing, the octaves and everything, and we have this solo, and I end the thing, and all I hear him say was, damn. <laughs> and I was like, mm-hmm, and I looked at him, and I winked. Motherfucker, I winked <laughs> him at know. him. I let him know. <laughs> Sometimes, oh, you gotta, yeah. sometimes you got to put your dick out and let him measure it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's just like, yeah, bitch. That was I all I me. did that. Yeah, I man. did that. It's, it's, so, uh, it's band kids just losing their shit for music, man. So then the judge's critique came back, and our section leader was like, you got to hear this. So he played the tape. They record themselves while they're... They have a little, yeah, they have um. Tape, tape recorders, tape recording. yeah, and they'll and they'll be critiquing you. You can hear yourself in the background. Yeah. You can mm -hmm. hear when they're on the field, and they'll be talking into it. For so us he to listen let to us yeah. play the tape on the bus, and you could hear him say "damn," and the whole bus exploded. The yeah. bus was like "Rufio, Rufio, Rufio." Oh, that was a pretty damn good moment. Hell yeah, man! Oh, I love it. I love it. It's a DCI man, and they're. We mentioned in the beginning they're doing exhibition this year. Yeah. If you have kids that are interested in band stuff, or if you're just somebody who honestly liked watching marching band at any point, check out DCI.org. There's going to be a yeah. couple shows this year. And go watch these kids' exhibition because, yeah. honestly, these are future band teachers themselves, or in our case, future event programs yeah. and database administrators. <laughs> but we're all band kids at heart who just want to make good mm -hmm. music and be pushed to our limits and these kids not i mean they need money so honestly donate <laughs> donate yeah. to your local drum corps yeah. donate to blue nights blue nights.org uh i fucking love dci i'm so happy we got to talk about it and i hope these kids just have an incredible pre-season before the real shit starts yeah. again next year yeah definitely well thank you for listening to this episode of sip and tea i'm your host andy i'm mita and I'm Kai. <laughs> <laughs> uh, make sure to subscribe to our show wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you'd like to follow me on Instagram, you can do so at MVP Andy. And you can get me at a uh, black girl jeeping. And make sure. Yeah, I'll just send it there. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, uh, you can also follow our show at sip and tea 303 on Instagram. And we will talk to you next week. All right. This has been Bye. an MVP Bye. podcast. Bye. My Village Productions.